We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it be. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We Also host this podcast. Oh no, that's cool. Um, I'll go fuck myself. That's not a problem. What have you been eating? Hello. By the way, you're looking well. Oh, thank you. I I had to think I had to make up for lost time because I didn't mean to give you the cold shoulder with our. I didn't have enough no, time. To we just of, had a lovely of, conversation a before recording, but that seems to mean nothing. That's that's cool. That is cool. I this it's twelve fifty two p.m. currently, but um. As problematic as it may sound, I just had breakfast a few minutes ago, but I cooked up two eggs, scrambled them, sprinkled some cheese on top, cooked a tortilla on both sides, and then uh, put some ketchup on and then some everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's, and then I had a glass of cranberry juice. And uh, it's inside me as we speak. What about you? That sounds kind of magical. I had lunch uh, like 10 minutes See, prior to this recording. You're a whole meal ahead of me in terms I am. of your, your day's timeline. Uh, my mom made something called upma, which is like made of cream of wheat, has lots of vegetables in it. Um, and it's a fun word. Yeah. And I asked my mom what's in it. Um, <laughs> She's like, Barth, don't worry about it. What kind, well, she was like, yeah, cream of wheat and whatever. And she was like, why do you want to know? And I was like, oh, because I'm going to have to talk about it. And I know Trent's not going to know anything about this Indian dish. Um, is that so? Is that so wrong of me? And, and then he's gonna ask me what it's made of, and I'm not gonna know. You want to have a good answer? Yeah, but I found I'm very willing to just eat what my mother will put in front of me without second thought or like I, not a care in the world as to what I'm putting in my mouth. I mean, she's a pretty trustworthy lady. I yeah. I mean, when when she gave me that spicy ice cream once at your house, I mean, you wanted you wanted to question it, but. Sometimes it's just best to trust in parts of mom. Was it good? I'm, we're, I'm still here. I was like, sweet and spicy at the same time. What? was like that. Trent is going to come over to my house tomorrow, my house house uh, in Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. The house where you're podcasting from currently. Yeah. and We my, can play with some of the board games over your shoulder. My dad was like, oh, can you eat spicy food? And I was like... Yes. Oh, does that mean uh, I'm getting a meal? Um, I, it's not for sure, but he was just wondering oh. if I can hang since I'm Caucasian. It depends on your behavior, I suppose. You know, and apparently my my dieting capacity. Yeah. Because if 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 Parth's famous wings are coming to town, I'm gonna need a, <sighs> wow. a tall glass of water. My parents would just make not spicy food for you, um, if you no, couldn't I'm, handle I'm up, the spice. But I'm up to the challenge. But a, you've had Parth's uh, famous wings. On the day of their inception, and you are you are your father's you are your father's son. It's true, and there is there has been a lot of talk of an infamous meeting of a dinner, a double date dinner at your house, where a bunch of food was served. And apparently, it was all awesome and probably spicy. And so, I'm looking for a little piece of that action. Oh, are you referring the- to when Jackson Clark and his girlfriend came over to my house when Sophia and I were there, and my mom made Pollock paneer for all of us? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I like Pollock Paneer. Yeah. Um, you know what I like? 
moving forward with the progression of yeah, the episode. Yeah, queuing, queuing the intro is what I like, but I'm so magnanimous and generous that I'll let you cue it. Do you want to cue the intro? Yeah, part. <clears throat> cue the intro. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to oh, okay. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Welcome back to Craft Services where we talk about the movies. Each week we uh, we talk about a film and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk about their experience working on the picture. Last week, Parth, we had whom? We had David Lowry, um, storyboard one. artist for War of the Worlds, and we have part two out here now. Yes. He also worked on other such films as Spider-Man 2, uh, Craft Service's favorite, War for the Planet of the Apes, Phantom Thread, and of course, our film for today, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Starring, this is the, we're finishing off the interview section portion of Cruzapalooza. We thank you for joining us on this Your bumpy service. ride. Yes. And welcome to the new year. Yes, um, so this is the last interview for Cruzapalooza. Thank you to everybody that's been on. Thank you to all the listeners that have been listening. And thank you most of all right now to David Lowry, part two. Yes. Should we just cue right into it? Let's just cue, let's just cue right into it. But guys, he says that Tom Cruise and Jeff Goldblum give him faith for humanity. Or sorry, hope for humanity. Um, there's some good... If that doesn't make you want to listen. Celebrity anecdotes... Industry insider information. You know who else he talks about? T- Tom Cruise. Sam Raimi. Oh, wow. Uh, of, of the Spider-Man 2 fame? Of Spider-Man 3 fame. Um, I'm not paying for those. <clears throat> he stinks, and I don't like him. Um, yeah. Anyways. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Cue the interview. Uh, just getting back to War of the Worlds a little bit, uh, w- one of the scenes, and I'm not sure if you worked on it or not, but uh, one of the scenes that I, or sequences that I really love is the first entrance of the tripod uh, coming up from the ground. Did you from work on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Um, what was what was that like? It was really, a, that was a pretty amazing day. You know, we were in the Hamptons, and uh, I suppose it was the morning, or, or and 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 we drive we had driven to to a, there's a little airport in the hamptons that's supposed to be really like expensive to fly in and out of if anybody you know if you can afford to live in the hamptons i guess you could afford to you know get a flight to the Hamptons and not have to drive up from wherever long island or wherever the hell um so we go to that little airport and steven has a helicopter there and 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 he and there's a pilot and Steven's the co-pilot, right? And we and Dan Gregoire and I get in, and and Steven is trying to he's getting hours in as you know piloting a helicopter, and so Steven practices like lifting off and touching down a few times, and it's like, and I'd never been in a helicopter, and that was like, you're it's like a roller coaster at that that moment going up and down with it is like your stomach goes you know bounces off the top of your head and and uh and so then we we take off and we fly across the the end of of manhattan 
you know, out of the Hamptons and Manhattan to Bayonne in New Jersey, where that street corner was where the big critter comes out. Rick Carter had scouted it and they could get, you know, permits and control it, you know, how they wanted with extras and cars and stunts and, you know, uh, practical effects to a certain extent. You know, if you want to roll cars or get dust or blow up stuff to a certain extent, you can't, you know, blow up the street and, you know, hit the water line or whatever, you know, you, but you could do an element of that and then, then, you know, and then go on in visual effects of CG and make, make that, that moment, you know, and it was, it was pretty awesome. I mean, it was, the scene was, 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 uh, probably like, like you said, certainly one of the most memorable scenes in the movie and everybody running and the, getting evaporated and it's one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. And it's, I think solely because of that sequence. (laughs) Look, it's your Jurassic park, which is our star Wars. (laughs) That's the spirit. I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. It really probably really was startling, right? How old were you when you saw it? Uh, four. Oh, get out four. If, ruined, if it came out in 2005, I was four, yeah. You're ruined for life, dude. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's pretty awesome. I loved it. I have I have sort of a specific question. Um, so if you come in and you're storyboarding War of the Worlds, you're probably going to have to draw a lot of, like, spaceships and, uh, you know, like like the tripods and stuff. Is when, uh, when you come in, is there, like, a full encyclopedia of, like, here's the ship you're going to have to draw a lot. Here's it from every angle. Or is there some sort of interpretation that will then be refined? Like, after, like yeah, no, there, uh, that's a very good question. Yeah. It, it, it's probably, um, probably well, even before we started storyboarding, I, I would guess um, the, the, you know, talks were had about what is this going to look like? This is what it looked like in the, in that sixties movie or fifties movie, whatever. And what's our version going to be? And, and, uh, Doug, Doug Chang had a company called ice blink at that time. And, um, and they were perfecting these beautiful, uh, you know, concept paintings, you know, and I, and I, you know, I, I should, I'm, I'm remiss that I don't know exactly who, who started the drawing, who started the design and who finished the design, you know, of course, Rick Carter, the production, he's, he would be big in that big on that. And, and Doug Chang certainly capable of designing it. It might've, that might've been the trio, you know, between Steven and those two that, that came up with what it would look like. And those big, you know, rubbery legs, you know, though they're metal, they're going to move fluidly and, and all that, you know, kind of thing. So, so, that was decided by the time we started storyboarding, there was concept art of the key moments. Um, and they're, you know, and they're different from what you're going to storyboard because it's somebody else's vision of it. I think, you know, and, and, and it was Doug, Doug Chang and his guys, they perfected this, this, uh, 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 type of, of rendering of, of painting, that would take the elements like that, that, uh, what do you call it? The, the pod, the creature, you know, the thing that comes up out of the street, the giant thing. And, and they would build it in 3d and put it in an environment of whatever it is, buildings and cars and, 
and people and stuff and, and, and light it in Maya, you know, they would have it built in 3d in Maya and they would, they would pose that, that scene and light it really dramatically and use that to paint over. Right. So you've got this realistic image and the painting looks like a photograph because it practically is, you know, it looks like a photograph of what that scene's going to be, what that moment's going to be. And that's what, you know, I think I, I think that, that was the first I was aware of, of the concept art being that, that dialed in and that realistic. And that has sort of become the, the, the go-to look for concept art in movies, you know, and if you, you know, you look at the end of Mandalorian, um, which I'm on going on our, fifth season you know um the 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 artwork that they show at the end of of the show over the credits i mean that's those paintings it's that that's that method still refined to this day you know that's that's it's just as stunning as hell i mean it's just fantastic uh, i was gonna ask there's a single take or i mean i don't know how many takes were done of it but like it's a single shot of tom cruise and the kids in the van as they're driving away from all yeah, the yeah. wreckage, was that something like, how do you even storyboard that? Well, Steven, you know, lays it out what he wants and he's, you know, and nobody's really quite sure of how you're going to pull that off. You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing to want to do it, but then to actually do it, it becomes a conversation with everybody, you know, uh, Steven and, and Rick Carter and, and Janusz and um, I think uh, Dennis, right, was the effects soup. It must have been one of Dennis's last movies, Dennis Murin. Um, and, and I don't know if Scott Farrar helped him on that from ILM. Scott became, when Dennis Dennis kind of retired, uh, Scott Farrar became Steven's go-to effects guy from ILM. Steven always uses ILM or used ILM. Um but but the I do remember drawing that and and you could only do so much with you know with with arrows and 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 we had photos of that big stretch of highway as I recall and 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 he's going isn't he like going one direction and going through cars and whatnot and there's there's a whole line of cars on the other side of the road or something I think or something like that does that sound yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, so the idea of it was there, and there might even have been, you know, um, Previs isn't the only, you know, the only three D game in town on on a show and a production. You've got the art department is fully equipped with with three D, uh, with Maya and people who can use Maya, and they could lay that stuff out. You know, um, go to the location and. And and they they now they 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 do just incredible, like in in Mandalorian they'll go send a crew out and and sorry and go to um, the desert or or the jungle or whatever and they'll do a photogrammetry an outdoor scan of the entire area you know and I don't know that they did that on on that but I know they had a ton of photographs and they did build it in 3d after going there and measuring like the size of the road and the and the length that they could close the road and and you know and then in in 3d you know 
building that stretch in in the in a 3d model and and putting these stalled cars along the way which you're going to have to be weaving through and and you get a, a the gist of it so the art department could do that as well i think something like that i, I think i remember something like that coming up before and that's where then previs really really earns its stripes because it's it's impossible to draw that accurately as you're you're using a a helicopter i think or maybe a drone or 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 it's a vehicle with a big crane arm on it you know that's going to follow that car and swoop down from the sky and go into the window and then you've cut and you're inside the van and that's a whole nother shoot if i remember how that worked and you're in the van they're all freaking out they're all doing then you come out of the van on the other side i think and and up again you watch it go i think it was something like like that you know but we did draw it but the gist of it would be something figured out in 3d and and you know and janusz and then along with janusz um kryakowski his uh grip would be figuring out how are you going to move the camera, you know, in, in the parts that they're going to film out on that highway, you know, and, and, and I don't even, maybe they did the whole thing CG ultimately. I don't even remember. I mean, that, that's also how a lot of stuff ends up where it's like, you know, you, you do figure it out the parts you can do for real. And, and then you figure out how much it's going to, cost and how many days it's going to be to make it work and then you just go oh, let's just do it in cg and you know and 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 figure it out that way um but i i do think it was a real a real shoot and it was stitched together you know um with those elements you know but we did draw it <laughs> closing out on war of the worlds is there any sequence or sequences that you remember drawing but that got cut from the final film no, nothing comes to mind nothing jump jumps out like um i i just i remember drawing the stuff and and it's all pretty much there in the film you know and again it's steven steven's vision and he's drawing it first and he's he's seeing it and you're along for the ride and you're, you're helping him in that way. And, you know, and all, and all those things that the evacuation and, and uh, when they write, don't they get to, there's a scary bit in the van and the, and there's guys with guns and, and it's just, it's just like, Oh, it's just really rough and tough. And then they get out and aren't they on the wharf or the jetty or something? And the, and then there's this the scene with the with with the the ferry boat and the, and the thing coming up from underwater and then and then the, you know all these long shots too and then you're you're following it underwater as it flips over and all just just like um you know I don't know if you remember there's a the famous uh the Hindenburg disaster you know the footage of it and the and the guy is just the narrator who's there when it blows up and he's and they're filming it is, you know, and there's burning people running by and it's like, and he's just like crying all oh, the humanity. You know, it's like, and that's what I felt like in some of those scenes. It's just like all oh, the humanity, just the, the horror of it. Um, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And then the, and, and the, the scene, the big firebomb scene over the hill where the, 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 he thinks he lost his son, you know, and the, armies yeah going yeah all that all that it's still it's still it's seared in our minds you know we're talking about it 
how many years later and it's as if you know we're watching it in our memory right now spielberg and iconography you know yeah <laughs> he's tattooed tattooed it in our memory yeah <laughs> We're doing War of the Worlds as part of an ongoing series that we call Cruise-a-Palooza, um, where we're going through a bunch of Tom Cruise films. And uh, as part of that, I wanted to ask if you ever got the chance to meet him. And if you did, do you have any, like, story? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love Tom Cruise. I love, And Stephen brought him by. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is probably, him and Jeff Goldblum and uh, who else were probably the nicest superstars you could ever meet it was just just great it just gives you hope for humanity in a way you know <laughs> you know what I mean? oh in God. a way like that somebody like that is is and in tom cruise's case is just so so grounded and 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 caring and and nice about it all he's just so so cool uh steven brought him in once i just drawn this is one of those lucky days when you you know when you come up with something that steven's scratching his head about the very opening of it how do we get from the drop on the plant to the thing or wherever it was i forget exactly but it was and i drew it and i pitched it to steven um and and he loved it right and he bring and tom cruise happened to be in the art department or around in the production office and in the in and getting Stephen showing him around the art department and he brings him in and I pitch the opening of the, of the movie to Tom Cruise. And he's, and he's of course, you know, his trademark, you know, just super excited about it at first, just really stoked and like over the top excited. And it was really great. And then he turns and he goes, kind of nudges me, you know, you know, Hey, not a bad day for you. Right. You go home tonight and you say, yeah, I just pitched uh, the opening of Steven Spielberg's movie to him, and it went okay. <laughs> you know, sort of like, you know, it was just great. I was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" It's like that was wonderful. Tom Cruise was wonderful, and then and he he has this. Um, I mean, that generosity of spirit, you know, of his is real, and and uh, and, uh, and on Minority Report too. I don't know that I had a moment like that with him. Um, on Minority Report, but but on War of the Worlds, his he has uh, there's a there was a, a coffee cart guy, you know. We just interviewed a sound mixer on Magnolia, and he yeah. said this he brought a coffee and tea truck or something uh, yeah. to set every day that he came. Yeah, this guy. Well, when when it when it was when when I it was just a cart and it wasn't a truck yet he upgraded <laughs> that's good so it was a cart and he would make you know he had the espresso machine on it whatever and he would make anything you wanted and it and it turns out in talking to him over the course of the he, that he worked for Tom right he was an employee of Tom Cruise's and and Tom Cruise met him on some other film and sort of wooed him away from whatever the company was that was supplying him, supplying this guy in the coffee cart. And and Tom Cruise hired him to be his his guy to come to the set because I don't you know Tom liked a certain thing and whatever. And and it was that alone is pretty cool. And it was free for everybody. It just you know all you could drink. And uh, and and I, I said to the guy, I said I said, well that's that's pretty good. Is, is it a good living? And he stopped and he looked at me, and he said. 
<laughs> he goes, I just bought a house thanks to Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, selling coffee. Off well, of that's awesome. He's not selling it. He's he's a salaried employee for Tom Cruise, and 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 Tom yeah, yeah. paying him enough that he could make a good living doing that. And that's just and that's that's a that's a generous Tom Cruise. So, God bless Tom Cruise. What other what other stories you got about him? You got a, yeah anything? Where, we, we've got again. well because I I'm a I'm the huge Tom Cruise fan of the two of us and Trent is the big David Fincher fan and so whenever we get a guest that has worked on either or both of their movies we always ask we ask for any and all yeah. anecdotes and you and basically surprise. everybody that we in, we interview and ask about Tom Cruise is always like he's really intense he's really energetic he's and like 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 a like weirdly like crazy nice to everyone yeah. and <laughs> and he can like he can meet you one day like in passing and then five years later see you on set again and remember your name and be like haha nice. good times how appreciate. nice is that holy moly i didn't know he could remember remember your name so like that that's so that's so cool um yeah i only met david fincher once um on, oh. a, on a commercial he was doing a coke commercial that had did it have UFOs in it or something? Some like cute UFOs, something can't remember. Is it, but but I so I did the boards and and I and I had to go show him the boards, and he was editing a film at the time, and and I I'm I'm sadly remiss that I can't remember what the film was. I should I should remember. I don't, I don't know, I don't remember. But but I went, I went in there, and I, I think he had very, very short hair. He's sitting in the editing, and I think they paused the edit, whatever they paused the editing, and he, and he went over the boards because that was, this was like a side job. This wasn't the job he was there editing. You know, he was sort of taking time out, which I don't know if his producer was in there, but that's the kind of thing that really irks the producer who's paying for the editing room by the minute and, mm-hmm. and here you're whatever, you know, but, but Fincher was very nice. He looked through the boards and, and he, he made a couple of corrections, you know, this, do this angle instead and do that angle. And he was, he's very precise and very focused and doing that was it. And I went off and, I did the changes, but but that was my one my one Fincher bit, and he told me that Fincher told me, okay, draw it sixty four times because I'm going to do sixty four takes of this one shot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fincher's famous for that, right? You know, four, oh, forty for takes, shots, hundred takes. takes of yeah, social network. coming into the yeah. bathroom, that thing over and over. Oh, I remember Dan Bradley is the. Uh, second unit stunt guy extraordinary we've been trying to get him on the show yeah he wouldn't oh tell him dave larry says to do it (laughs) (laughs) dan's wonderful he's like the probably the toughest guy one of the two toughest guys i've ever met he's just great um anyway uh wait jeff goldblum we were where's my wife Susie's here somewhere but but we were I think it was after Jurassic, and we were we were at the rap party or something. And Goldblum was, I was just went up to him and said something to him, whatever. And we were walking along with him, and there was piano music playing, and he was sort of like dancing as he talked and bebopping <laughs> and adding, vibrating. It really, yeah, it was really great. He was really a another energetic, very very nice guy. 
somehow whenever you he- we hear stories about any of these like uh very uh, uh eccentric I don't know, per- uh, loud, eccentric, vibrant people, even in these small split instances, they're always doing something that exactly matches your nice. perception of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm Especially a big Sam Raimi guy, and oh, you nice. mentioned him briefly, yeah. uh, and I believe you worked on Spider-Man 2 and 3, um, yeah. and I just, the first you know, one, any Sam Raimi. Oh, did the okay. reshoots on the first one, that's where I first met him, and he was wonderful. He was one of the most beloved uh, directors, still is, you know, uh, that we, whenever anybody that works for him just comes away, just just they love him for life. He's just so fun and generous and hardworking. He works so hard that it inspires you to work hard too, to work harder than you ever have, you know. And um, and he's very appreciative of, of of everybody's effort and everybody's work. You know, he really really makes it a a worthwhile worthwhile hard hard work hard time. But it, he makes it worthwhile. Trent, do you think it's time? Time for the Big Kahuna final question. So, uh, the Big Kahuna final question would be, what is the last great film that you watched? Oh. And it can be a first-time viewing or a rewatch of an old film. No, but it's got to be great. I guess um, what comes in my... Re- right away is there was uh uh seven samurai was on somewhere mm. i love that it's one of my top three films i think of all time uh and just and so i i guess film wise that that's it i i've been watching all the streaming services you know they have all so much content that's gr- it's really wonderful actually that seems like every writer and director must be working in town because there's so many shows to to weed weed through absorb yeah. um yeah i don't that's a little uh maybe uh seven samurais maybe a little presumptuous or something or a little little fussy I think Akira for, Kurosawa is cool for for a hack like me who works on uh <laughs> I think a lot of people would consider it like one of the greatest right. films of all time. So I think yeah. you're in good company. <laughs> Parth, you want to bring us out? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, thank you so much to Dave Lowry. He's the storyboard artist behind such projects as Spider-Man 2, War, of the, War for the Planet of the Apes, Phantom Thread, and our film for today, Steven Spielberg's and, and, War of the Worlds. And, and Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian. Uh, which comes back next year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you guys. And thanks again for, you know, for being such super fans and for caring enough to put all this effort into it. Hollywood appreciates that. Hollywood lives for you guys. We need you. We live we for Hollywood. You. Yeah. We complete, e- we complete <laughs> there each you other. Go. There's a Tom Cruise line, baby, right there. Yeah. You, you complete me. You know? Yeah, baby. <laughs> I I think we're destined to do this forever. What an interview. What a great interview. Trent. Parth, did you enjoy the interview? I know I did as I'm working through this burp. 
I really enjoyed this interview, Trent. Um, Learned a lot. Yes. I'm sad to see Cruzapalooza go. Um, I know. But I suppose that's what we're doing next week um, with our final Saying episode. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, it's going to be our War of the Worlds discussion with Trent and I. Do you think there's going to be, and Trent's going to be editing this, so I guess this is really all in his hands, but do you think there's going to be a lot of like the the yeah. that sound yeah i can almost wait I can almost do, do you it. like in pop star never stop never stopping when the the helmet uh light has the war of the world sound i do that's become one of our most referenced movies recently yeah but anyways yeah uh thank you so much david lowry not yes, that david the, lowry no, yeah not not the director of the green knight but still a very talented man in the film industry Yes. And um, we, pre- we, you know, this David Lowry, appreciate you. If the other Dave Lowry you want to come on to, we have both of you on at the same time. Mm, it'll be, duke it'll it be out great. for the name. Two on two. Yes. The winner of the interview will get to keep the name and continue working in movies. Deal? Yeah. Um, but yeah, next week, our War of the Worlds discussion. I think it's just going to be just Trent and I. But um, who knows? You know, this is the last week. Maybe an alien who can't deal with bacteria will come. This is the last week of winter break, last full week of winter break that we're going to have. So anything can happen. Soon we'll need this. Well, I mean, starting Monday, we're going to have to start gathering interviews for the new year. We've got some fun stuff planned. We've got some stuff um, coming up. Some Uh, romantic stuff. Between you and I, between us and other individuals. Be, us and other individuals. There's going to be a yeah. lot of love in the air in the new year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so a little, oh, some old movies, some new movies. Uh, lots of, lot is o- inbound. Old friends, old friends and new friends and even a bear, like the, mm-hmm. like the Cleveland show. Wow. Go, this Trent. This is the Cleveland show. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to go listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts wherever, wherever you get your, get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to rate, review us uh, on whichever ones allow you to do that. Go check out our Instagram, our Twitter. That's our social media. You can keep up to date with us there. And Tell uh, a friend. Yes. Does it, it really, help? Wait, Trent, I don't know if it, it helps. Really, It really does help. That's the thing. Yeah. So um do that. It really helps. And thank you guys. We'll for your we'll continued see you support next year. I mean, that's wrong. We'll see next you throughout week. this year and next week. Not tomorrow. Well actually tomorrow's for Sunday. Us, for us tomorrow, but for the listener if they're listening on Sunday, then next week. Though if they're okay. listening a week from now, then it is actually tomorrow for them. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, but have a, have a good rest of your day, everyone. Looks like a spider, talks like a bug, and we should all just give him one big hug. Look out, woo! Here comes comes the (laughs) Spider-Man. I'm comfortable leaving off there. (laughs) 